You're listening to Paddle Up, Little Adventures with Lisa and Craig. We're a married couple that believe in the power of experiences, because experiences are what lead to an impactful life. Now, let's Let's brace brace for for impact. Welcome back. Episode two of Paddle Up, Little Adventures with Lisa and Craig. We're a package deal. That's the name of this uh, episode, hon. I know it is. It was a little bit in the making, but I think it's a good title for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit more here as we as we dive in. Um, first up, um, 2023, New Year. I know. I can't believe we actually just turned the calendar to January. We did promise you all that we would do <laughs> one episode a month. Um, it is late January, we're so we're good. still there. We're still, we're getting one in in January, but... Um, it's just been a really busy. Yeah. And time just gets away from you. Sometimes we looked at the calendar and said, Oh shoot, we really need to record this thing. And we're going to cover 2023 here in a bit more detail, uh, in a little bit, but let's recap our holiday really quick. I don't think there's a whole lot to tell in terms of the holiday itself. Lise, what do you think? No, it was pretty quiet. Our kiddos are getting older and between two households, they kind of come and go. Um, yeah, so evidenced by our, we try to do a visual Christmas card every year where it's more of a pictorial representation of our year. And this year, um, as you've heard in the previous episodes, we have officially five children, but a couple of them have flown the coop and a couple of them are getting ready to. So our Christmas card really shown that um, it's starting to die down a little bit here in terms of family get togethers. It's getting more and more sparse. Yeah, I think our theme of our Christmas card this year was not such a full house. A not so full house, yes. <laughs> um, some of our kiddos are in their early 20s now, which I can't seem to believe, but um, I think this was the first holiday card that didn't have any pictures. No, yeah, it was all... Uh, infographics. Infographic, yeah, which is kind of different for us. Um, so yeah, beyond the traditional holiday things, we had New Year's and New Year's Eve, and for us, we normally don't do much around New Year's. We've always been generally quiet and kind of hunker down at the house, but this year was a little different. Yeah, we actually decided to, well, I should say you actually found a pickleball tournament on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve day um, up in Kohler. Yeah, Kohler is a good two-hour drive for us from where we live. Yeah, snapshot back. We actually were in the car more that day than we were on the pickleball court. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. We decided to play. They had intermediate and advanced doubles, and we decided to join the advanced over there. And uh, I guess long story short, by God, we, we won the thing. Yeah, we brought home gold. It was a good slate of teams that were in the advanced section, which made me a little nervous, but um, we did a great job of communicating and came out on top. Yeah, it was fun. So yeah, that was the daytime of New Year's Eve, and then we uh, uh, topped that off with actually going out a little bit for New Year's Eve evening. Um, Normally, again, we usually sit in our own house holding down the couch. And uh, this was the first time we had seen midnight on New Year's Eve, Eve New Year's Eve night. And probably, God, as long as I can remember, maybe the whole our first time ever is us a couple. I think we maybe saw midnight one other night during our tenure together. Yeah, maybe so. But, that's, but I think that's about it. Um, but yeah, we were invited over to um, a couple's house that we actually got connected with, by gosh, via pickleball. Mm-hmm. And um, gracious hosts had a good time over there just having snacky foods and playing card games and just being really fun with each other. And um, you actually had 
a good connection um, via your trapper's hat with John. <laughs> I think I've always said that he's your brother from another mother. Yeah. And so they have actually just got a a hot tub. And so here John had previously put a Facebook post on social media about a trapper's hat in their hot tub. And of course, Craig went sneakily shopping at a thrift store and found his own and brought it over to that night and came out and made a grand entrance <laughs> and nothing into but a the swimsuit, hot tub. <laughs> and nothing but a swimsuit and a rabbit fur trapper's cap. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very attractive, honey. I'm sure it was. So enough about the holidays. Let's get into this episode. Episode two, we're a package deal. What on earth does that mean? I think it means that ever since we met, um, we've always been each, in each other's lives. Since yeah. June of 2013. Side by side, back to back, right? Yeah. It's been the idea. Yeah, June 2013, that's when we met. So it's coming up here on 10 years. Um, I know, since almost we first a decade. Met. Um, we've mentioned this before, but second marriage for both of us. Um, we met on a online dating site. I'm not even sure if it exists anymore, but called Plenty of Fish. Yeah, I have heard of that thing. I haven't been on it since we closed our accounts yeah, I don't about a week it... after we met. So I, I don't even know if it exists anymore. Couldn't tell you. Um, anyway, we met on there within, oh, gosh, 18 hours of me getting on the thing. And we you messaged me and we started texting and we texted for about a week straight. Um, and then we decided to go for our first date. And uh, the first date was a Sunday morning. The intention was to go out to, for breakfast and meet up. Yep, it was June 30th, 2013. And there was a local... Bar, bar restaurant. Yeah, yep. bar restaurant in downtown Janesville um, that we decided to meet at and have breakfast. And I would say about maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes um, before we were to meet, I got this really nice phone call from you. And I was a little jittery because it was the first time I'd actually heard your voice because we had only been texting mm -hmm. to that point. Yep. And so I answered the phone and, Craig, what did you say to me? I said, I said two things, actually. I said, uh, number one, I'm running late, which is awesome first impression for the first time you hear my voice. And then I topped that by saying, and by the way, I'm bringing a toddler with me. So my, my three-year-old at the time um, was in tow. It wasn't my weekend with the kiddos, but um, my kid's mom, my ex-wife, had agreed to take, them, uh, take the older two up to um, the Wisconsin Dells, the water park area, for a weekend. And I had, at some point, agreed to take the little one and totally forgot about that when I set up this first date um, with Lisa. And that, my friends, should have been my first clue into the fact that Craig, albeit he is one of the smartest men I've ever met, sometimes doesn't have the greatest memory. And so that was the first glimmer of that. But I really, really liked this guy. He was smart. He could actually make me laugh in a text message. And I thought, okay. Here he is calling, letting me know he's running late and has a toddler in tow. Being a mom myself, I thought, what greater atmosphere to see this man in than breakfast. The ultimate test. With a toddler. <laughs> so I said, bring her along. Uh -huh. And I thought Let's later watch you on, fall he, flat in your face. He thought he was actually like, oh my gosh, he's just going to say no one. Tell me to turn around and go back home. But I did not. I did the opposite of that, and so we had a wonderful breakfast. We had breakfast, and um, and the again the intention was just to spend breakfast together. It was kind of a get to know you, a meet and greet, if you will, of a first date. But after that, we were getting along so well, we ended up taking Lydia to a local wading pool and spending a couple hours there. Um, she started getting tired, so uh, 
I thought the day was ending at that point because I could yeah. see, as a mother of two, she was fading at the waiting part. Three-year-olds have a definite shelf life, shelf life usually, in terms of a, a busy but outdoor no, day. no, this new man named Craig that I was spending the Sunday afternoon with said, Oh, no, no, no. She just needs some food. So let's take her to Taco Bell. Yeah, also high class. So we took her to Taco Bell. I love retelling the story, if you can't tell through my giggles, because it is one of... The best days of my entire life. We refueled, and, and uh, they got her, got her, everybody's energy back up again. Um, but really, we didn't do much the rest of the day. We did go back to uh, home and put a movie in for Lydia, even though she had gotten her energy. She was three, so again, they have a very finite shelf life. So we sat down and watched. I think it was Brave. It was, was Brave. Movie. Yeah, watched that with her, and then tucked her into bed. And she was, yeah, she got uh, tired, so we put her to bed, and um, you and I kind of. I don't know. Did uh, the adult thing. Yeah. <laughs> made out on a couch. <laughs> made out a lot uh, that first night. And um, it was a Sunday, so we, um, we called it an evening. And it was a first date, so we called it an evening and went home and agreed to just see each other again. But again, that was that first date ended up going from initial just a breakfast meet and greet to, what, 14 hours? It was a 14-hour day. And um, I had a good ride home um, and great memories. And the one thing that I'll always remember, which I will share not only with the people that are listening, but also for my memory when I'm listening to this back in when I'm 80 years old and can't remember anything, was that what you had told me the next day when Lydia got up. What did she say to you? Yeah, she got up and uh, I said, good morning, hon. And one of the first things she looked at me and, and asked, where's Lisa? And I was like, oh, well, you had a good time with her. So yeah, I relayed that to you and it seemed to... Uh... That was like one of the highlights yeah. of that day. No offense, honey. I love you. That's you fair. made a great first impression. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I think to this day, if you talk to Lydia, she is always so proud that she was the first child of your clan yeah. to meet with, to meet me. So yeah, that was date number one. And and not to bore you guys to death, but I'll take you, we'll take you on a quick tour of date number two. So date number one was 14 hours and... Obviously, by that time, we realized that we really liked the other person. So uh, we topped that at date number two by being, I think it was like 17 or even 18 hours, 17 hours. I, think I it believe was. it was 17 hours. And for those of you that are listening, date number two, he brought me to meet his family already. Yeah, right. <laughs> Way to scare a woman. Yeah, I didn't say I was good at this. I never did. Um, so no, the, the second date, not only was it to beat my family, but it was up in Green Bay, which was like a three and a half hour ride. So again, he met me for breakfast at my place. And didn't know what was coming that day. I just said I'd plan the day. And so the idea was we'd go up there and meet my brother and his then fiance, now wife. Um, and we spent some time with them. We brought I our... Really, I really do, don't mean to interrupt you, but I think that that was your test to see whether or not you could stay with me in a car for three hours. I just wanted to hang out with you. So I was just, I was just winging it. I was picking... I, you give me way too much credit. I was really just winging it and trying to find find enough things to do that had a good variety to, to keep you interested. But I think that was something to be said because to this day, almost 10 years later, we still enjoy being in the car and doing long yeah. road trips together, whether it's three hours, four hours, eight hours to Cincinnati. We actually do like being confined in a car with one another because we never seem to not have things to talk about. So again, it goes back to 10 years from now. That was kind of a precursor as to what our future would be like. So from southern Wisconsin where we live, we drove up to Green Bay, almost three and a half, three hours, I guess. Um, met with my brother and his fiance. We, I brought a couple, I had a couple of road bikes. We brought bikes up. We went biking with my brother at the time. Spent an hour or two biking, and then 
you were gonna say something. Yeah, and and I just want to tell viewers I hadn't been on a bike since I was like in a in a teenager. Oh yeah, that's right. So I was scared. I can't swear on a podcast, but I was scared to be on a bike after you can like swear on a podcast. Twenty plus years. Censors watching this. It's fine. Let her fly. I was like, you're gonna not only meet your family, but I got to get on a bike. I haven't been on a bike since I was like 15 years old. I don't know how to do this. You had a great time. Um, so anyway, after that. Spending the afternoon in Green Bay, we went drove then drove down to Milwaukee because Summerfest was going on. And uh, in addition, just to the general Summerfest festivities and the people watching and stuff, uh, Bare Naked Ladies happened to be playing at the I think it was the U.S. Cellular stage that night. It was a free show, kind of a you know fairly uh, A-list band, if you will, at the time. And so uh, just took advantage of it. again, spent another two hours in the car driving down there and, and went and just hung out at Summerfest for another I don't know how many hours till. I don't know, midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah, so this starts our little hashtag, little adventures. Uh, Let's yeah. start in southern Wisconsin. Let's go all the way up to Green Bay. Yeah. Let's come down to Milwaukee and have a 17-hour day. So that is actually what kind of our little adventures hashtag kind of came out of yeah. on day, date number two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 17 hours later, um, we just we had a heck of a great time, and really been inseparable ever since i mean that's really people use that as a phrase but that's been us period yeah i mean it's very important in in a marriage to like the other person that you're with and after almost 10 years now i can honestly look across today and tell you that i love spending every minute with you oh thanks honey um so yeah so really all non-kiddo time we have you know we almost spend all of it together uh, in a, in a, in a I, I don't know how to even finish that sentence. It's just, I enjoy that. That's what I look forward to when we don't have kiddos or a life stuff to deal with. I want to hang out with, with you. But it's not to say to those of you that are listening that we aren't individuals and that we don't like yeah, our own not, individual Yeah, it's not a codependent thing, thing either. Yeah, because no. some of you might say, well, it's not healthy to spend every yeah. single minute <laughs> two, together. Two are which you are exactly on point and you are exactly correct and we'll talk a little bit about that at the conclusion of our podcast about what we like to do individually um so we talk a lot about our non-kiddo time and how we like to really be together you know then there's the kiddo time and the parenting side of things and we will get into that too not today but those are definitely future episode or you said episode earlier i said no that's probably episodes that's going to be that's several plural. several uh, episodes to get through to just talk about all the trials and tribulations of combining Two different set, two different households, two different sets of kids, two different parents with two different parenting styles, and then also two different personalities just in general to um, both, I guess, individual and just household personalities. Yeah, you put that all in a blender and hit the button. It, oh, man. It, it, it's sometimes a mess, but sometimes it's really lessons learned after yep. the blender stops. Okay, so we just took you through you know, the last couple of weeks of our life here with holidays and New Year's Eve, but then we kind of took you back in the time machine uh, 10 years ago. I bring that up because what we'd like to talk about for the most part in this episode of our podcast is just that the format of a podcast. We, we talked about this a little bit in episode one, but we really sat down and thought about some more. And again, in lieu of taking you guys through this chronological timeline that might just bore you to tears about the last 10 years of our lives, we wanted to mix it up. So we wanted to make this a combination of both and primarily current events and what's going on with us now and the adventures we're having today. But then where it makes sense contextually is to mix in our historical, something that's happened 
in the past with us that got us to this present day thing or a lesson learned from back then that made the today thing that much better or worse or what have you. And so that's our, our idea here with this uh, podcast going forward. I really do think that is probably one of your best ideas that we've ever had. After sitting down after our first episode thinking we'll take everybody through our chronological lives is to be able to mix and match and where you think things should fit in will drop in in the podcast. But our mission really in this podcast sharing is to show you, the readers, how to create those little adventures with your partners, whether it's a spouse, a significant other, um, on any type of budget, um, because we've done that and we want to be able to share how we've done it, some of our successes and some of our failures so that you can um, take what you want, but also learn from our lessons and say, hey, let's not do that. Let's, let's do what they suggest because they've already lived it. Yeah, that's, that's the mission, if you want to put it that way. It's our mission statement with this for you guys. Um, also, though, for ourselves, like we talked also in the previous episode, we are doing this for us, too. We are both uh, photo bugs. We take a ton of photos of the kids and us and all our travels. We have a bazillion photos of our life together. But we thought it'd be kind of cool in the midst of this you know, burgeoning podcast craze. Let's record ourselves uh, verbally or audio-wise and, and have that to, to listen back on 20, 30 years from now or for our kids down the road. Um, just thought it'd be kind of a neat thing, but if it helps somebody out there and one of you listening, you know, all the better. And I think we've learned too, that everybody gets bogged down, right, Craig? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so definitely. since everybody gets bogged down in life, whatever definition you want with life is that we want to know, we've known that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Craig and I have always tried to break down what people think life should be. And we'll talk a little bit about that, how we view that on the pickleball court. But in life, just because people say that life should be X, Y, Z, um, we don't necessarily drink that Kool-Aid. We sometimes think (laughs) that it could be B, Q, M. And by that, um, hopefully we'll share some of what our non-traditional routes to our second chance here Um, in life and in marriage with you as viewers. Yeah, a big disclaimer with all this is that we are not experts. We are not psychologists. We are not life coaches. We are uh, two adults trying to get through this thing the same as all of you are. Um, And uh, to add to that, before I, we get that too far down the road, also know that we are very much not rich. Um, we'll hear no, a lot of, we, no, we are not, honey. No, we are not independent wealthy. We are both working. We both work for a living and um, we'll be working quite a while to get to retirement. We're not retiring anytime soon either. So please don't take any of our adventures. We don't mean to sound like, hey, you can do all this if you have enough money. That's not the case at all. We definitely do not have enough money um, to do the life we really want to live, we're, we're taking the life we have and maximizing it with strategies and mindset and applying that in our day-to-day, whether it's 10 minutes at a time or for a week's vacation. I think as we talk on this podcast, it's because some of the losses that we've had in our life that have really made you and I really think that we need to enjoy life each and every single day. So if I had to say one thing to those viewers out there that are listening that are younger than 40 is that you don't necessarily have to experience loss to be able to recognize that that is what was just the impetus for 
Craig and I was some of our parents have passed away um, in combination with the divorces that we went through is that we want to make sure that every day going forward we live each life to the fullest whether that's taking a walk on our lunch hour with the dog when we both work remote little, um, little adventure right little there. adventures yep. um, Jezebel makes it fun each and every time <laughs> she does. so I, I just want to share that with all of you that we just want and have a mission in our life to enjoy every moment as best we can and again we're not experts we fail at this and sometimes we fail at this miserably mm -hmm. but it's something that we keep at the forefront of our mind and we keep trying to get better at um and and with that i mean this is i want you guys to realize this is regardless of budget or lifestyle you don't this is regardless if you're married just dating even if you're single out there it the whole point of it is to live life while you're still living i had my father pass away probably 11 years ago and he had only been retired for five or six months and he took a trip and he came back and on the trip back he passed away and i have that as a i'll call it a livable example of not waiting until you're retired to take those trips and when i say take those trips it could be a trip to the supermarket it could be a weekend getaway it could be a date night it, it's what you define it as with yeah. your partner so sorry get off our soapbox there but really this that's really important to it's really important to us for our sake and um, it's something we really want to sh shout as loud as we can to all of you, anybody listening. You know that that is not a small thing. That is that's the key. It really is. No matter what your personal financial relationship situation, that is the key. So we turned the calendar to 2023, and we made some resolutions for this year ahead. And what what were one some of those, Craig? Yeah, yeah. So to speak to that for ourselves, so you know, resolutions are pretty pretty cliched. Um, but it's it's a good way to look back at your previous year. Um, I, I'm sorry I say that my brain's going off on a little tangent. There, I read an article talked about you know instead of doing New, New Year's resolutions, do old year's resolutions. Look back at the last year and what didn't work or what didn't you accomplish, and use that as your focus. As a springboard, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that too. It really caught caught in my brain. Like, oh, that's a really good way to think of it. Um, so we, I think we have a mix and match of that. We have three main. Uh, uh, arrows in our quiver for 2023 to really focus on number one and uh, you guys will hear about this a lot but it's pickleball in uh, in general for us as we go forward into 2023 and i think we kind of talked about this with little conversations that we've had throughout this podcast about maybe hitting a wall or hitting a rut and i think that's what you and i have experienced in pickleball so part of our new year's resolutions or look backing of 2022 and where we want to go forward in 2023 with our pickleball play is to have really good quality pickleball play as we start to improve ourselves. Yeah, we've been playing for, for three and a half years. 2019, the summer of 2019. Yeah, so started. just over three, three and a half years now. And we love open play. We still do love open play. But we also, the, the, the favorite Sorry, our favorite part of pickleball, the part we really like just get our fulfillment is, is the tournaments, is that competition side of things where it, especially in doubles where it's a team game and there's strategy and there's tactics and there's physical technique, but then there's also the mental side, the emotional side, the, the strategy of it. That's what really gets us going. That's what really fulfills us in the pickleball side of, of our life. 
And with open play, it's just very hard to get that because everybody's mixing and matching. And it's more social and fun. And we still like to have fun. We, we, you know, we like to uh, walk away friends with our <laughs> pickable opponents and have well, a good time like with them. we like to lift while we climb. You'll well, hear us say that throughout the podcast. We like to lift beginning players while we ascend and get better ourselves. Yep. But then for our when you get back to ourselves, we also want to really get we want to get better. I mean, we really do. And in open play, it's it's hard to do. It's it's a bit more diluted as far as the opportunities to advance or improve for yourself. So for this year, we're really focusing on. Uh, Lisa said it earlier: the quality over over quantity. We what did we say before? We, we're gonna our little mantra this year is have paddle, will travel. Yes, we'll always have our paddles. Um, we even take them on our trips just in case. Yeah. Um, but we will take the effort to maybe drive a little bit more in 2023 to different locations in southern Wisconsin so that we're able to find those higher quality players and really get good strategic and good matches. And that's not to sound snobby. We really hope we don't come across as that. But I think for most players, once you get to a certain level and everybody's different, but for a lot of players, you get to that level. And if you plateau there a bit, you get that itch. Like, wait a second, I, I can, I can do better than this. I can get better than this. And and then it's internal versus external, right? What, what are you doing to get yourself better or not? But then on the external, let's call it environment side, what do you, what environments are you putting yourself in to get better? Or are you doing that? Are you doing enough of that? That kind of thing. And I also think too, that as a married couple in mixed doubles, many, many people say it just doesn't work. And so Craig and I are trying to work very hard yeah. at shattering that thought. We're pretty proud of that because it's been it's been a struggle. It was a struggle there in the beginning because if you're a couple and you're in a relationship, a personal relationship, and you play pickleball, the the struggles you have in pickleball as far as communication and the understanding in real time of who's doing what, you, know, you have that in real life and that gets condensed down into a, even a more concentrated form in pickleball because it happens so fast and happens so many times in the course of a 20 minute game that it can be enough to actually apply pressure, negative pressure on your personal relationship as well. Like you walk away from the court worse off as a couple than when you walked on it. And how many times were we told or, or advised to not play together as a, as a, as partners on a pickleball court being that we're a married couple. I mean, it's, I can more than, it. more than I can remember, yep, yep. but Craig and I, probably more me than Craig, I'm a, I'm just ferocious and I'm just very determined and I want to, I want to stubborn. Yep. Yep. I'll use that word. Great word, Craig. I want to shatter that that's what has to happen mm-hmm. is that married yeah. couples should split, find different partners, because I think if we can break through some of those communication barriers and problem-solving skills and tactics on the pickleball court, that just transcends into our regular married life. And it actually, as weird as it may sound, all of those arguments, disagreements, misunderstandings on the pickleball court has actually made us a stronger couple in real life. Yeah. Uh, uh, Case in point, we we played this morning for two hours. Like Lisa mentioned earlier, some really good players. And um, there were what? three, four, five, let's call them arguments, you and I, disagreements we were having on the court. Or... So we still have them today, folks. Oh, yeah. Don't don't think that oh, we God, have no. this down pat. But what I am most proud of is what I told Craig on the ride home is those arguments diminished. 
it didn't take us didn't a ruin whole the game, game yeah. to calm down. It didn't submarine it, us at all. It took one point. I yep. think at one point we were down during one of those arguments, six one. It was one seven, yeah. Seven, yeah, one. and we washed it aside, looked at each other, tapped our paddles. And we just got in sync and just forgot all of it, and we ended up winning the game. Yeah. But again, we're not experts. We still have those disagreements, but the amount of time that it takes us to resolve those is much less now. Yeah, yeah. So more and more of that going into 2023. Correct. All right, so that's number one. So number two of three in terms of our, our arrows in our 2023 quiver is travel. One of my favorites <laughs> yeah. to talk about. That's all I had to and say. He's... He's laughing because I love to travel. And I think I love to travel probably because I, I wasn't able to do that when, when I was in my first marriage and raising kids, which is most common. No, neither of us could. In in most marriages. Yeah. You're raising kids. You're busy with toddlers and diapers and, and preschool and work. And it's a juggle. And time constraints. So now that we're at a point in our life, um, I always told Craig when we met each other that I wanted to do one trip a year and now 2023 that's this is going to be a little bit different because we actually have three trips planned yeah. which normally we went from one and then about three or four years ago I said well let's do two we could do one just to get away and one a pickleball related vacation and then this year was kind of odd but our first one is coming up in just couple weeks yeah two weeks um we're going to go on a cruise cruise in the caribbean um this kind of goes back to that you don't need to be rich you just need to be able to prioritize right we, we we save a lot of our money for this between pickleball and travel aside from kids and household stuff you know this is what we save our money for and and we found a really great deal through norwegian cruise line through the snail mail uh yeah, showed snail up mail still works norwegian cruise lines it was basically a full-on two-for-one deal you know post uh pandemic please please come on our boat type of thing. And we took them up on it. Yeah. So that'll probably be, you'll hear about all that wonderful stuff probably in our February episode. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, so that's February. Then in April, we're headed back to Utah and you'll hear more about this in a future episodes too, but we've been out to the Utah, Arizona, Red Rocks area. What? Three times now? Three times. Last year we went out there for the PPA. There's a PPA pro, Red Rock pro tour open. stop for pickleball. But we, we made a vacation out of it. We, we went out for almost a week, and we spent eh, half the time hiking in the Red Rocks areas that we love with all the trails out there and, and the mountains and, and national parks. And then the other half, about every other day, we actually either go and watch the tour, the pros play pickleball, or you and I played in the amateur bracket as yeah. well. And so this year in 2023, it's a little bit of vengeance, I guess I should say. Redemption. Redemption, we were one match short of the bronze medal match. So we want to go back out there and grab a medal and, and bring the it hardware. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's April. And then uh, in summertime, we're heading out west. Yeah. So the couple that we referenced earlier in the podcast that we became really good friends with through Pickleball. Pickleball is a community. I can't say that enough. Um, we did a long weekend getaway in December to Florida with them. So it's just a three-day... Hop on a plane. A hop find on a, a cheap, plane. Find a cheap ticket and go. Yep. And um, Craig and I had never really done that because we usually travel just with I'm one wrong. another. Yep. So we thought, oh, this can't be too bad. It's just three days. <laughs> we'll see whether or not we like each other on vacation because we're friends. But 
everybody knows that when you travel with friends, sometimes people have differences, but we did a really good job, again, through communication with them about one of some of the things they wanted to do and some of the things we want to do, but yep. it went splendidly. Yeah, we got along great, had a great time. So hence the invitation came to... We're going to take a actually a train ride out west from, is it from... Columbus, uh, Ohio, or Columbus, Wisconsin, sorry. <laughs> so just north I'm of in Mad- Wisconsin. I, it's it's not that I don't know what state I'm living in. North of Madison, we're going to get on a train there, and take, that take, goes out all the way to Glacier National Park in Montana. So we're going to, it's a 28-hour train ride, so we're going to do that just, just for the heck of it, because... We've never done it before. That's, yeah, that's kind of a cool novelty thing. Then we're going to spend a week out in Glacier, doing a combination of fishing, hiking, and just sightseeing and, and kind of a whole lot of nothing, just hanging out and, and checking, just being out in that in that mountain area. And then flying back home. So that's the yeah. plan for the summertime. So again, this will be another um, new adventure for us because we've never vacationed with friends before for a two-week period. So we'll, we'll see whether or not when we come back, if they still call us friends, Craig. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see. That's all we can do. Um, and then, so that's that usually covers our normal barrage of of travel for a year but you're still thinking about one more maybe in the in the fall which is our normal vacation time we just didn't have one booked there yet our normal vacation time is in the fall apologies there guys if you hear our dog yapping in the background just went back and scolded her she's a a little terrier who thinks she has to protect the house at all costs so apologies for that but i love her for that she always wants to protect she's very brave and very loud yeah and only 18 pounds so anyway fall 23 yes so Craig knows me all too well. If we take a summer vacation in July to Montana and Glacier National Park, he very well knows I will not last from July until February or March of 2024. So we have talked about maybe just doing a long Thursday, Friday, Monday, including the weekend trip maybe to out west and maybe perhaps California or someplace else. Yeah. And again, guys, I'm not saying that's a, it's not a braggy thing. We're just trying to explain what, you know, what our plans are for the year. And we will cover like how we, how we cover <laughs> the vacation costs and time in future episodes too. Cause that's again, part of what we want to share. We, we get a lot of questions and, or, uh, what's the word, um, playful jabs through social media or just in person about, Hey, do you guys even work? Or, you know, when did you win the lottery kind of things? And it's, again, that is not the case whatsoever. We have not won the lottery. I can assure you of that. So don't go searching. I think it's just us doing a really good job, Craig, of prioritizing what we want out of the rest of our days. And so when you prioritize each other, travel, pickleball, life in general, then you actually then make those a reality. Yeah. And again, we'll cover that in more detail down the road. We want to do that sooner rather than later so you guys understand the the how. Um, you're going to hear a lot about the why. We want to let you know the how as well because that helps you guys. That's that's wonderful. All right. So that's two of our three um, arrows. What's the third arrow um, for this year, 2023? Oh, yeah, that's right. Individual, individual stuff. So you and I each have some things we want to work on as well. Yeah. We talked earlier today about that we are kind of hitched. We're a package deal. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not and don't recognize that we're individuals ourselves. So for myself, I really believe in giving back to the community. It kind of goes back to what Craig said. I always try to reiterate to my children that you can always give back to your community in time, talent, or treasure. And sometimes at some points in your life, it's time. 
and talent, not necessarily treasure. So I am up for school board re-election in April of 2023. I've done that since 2018 and we serve three-year terms. So I'll be going up for another three-year re-election to the local school board here. Stay but tuned on the Stay tuned results. on the results of that. Um, but in addition to one of my look-backs of 2022, 2022 and looking ahead to 2023 is compartmentalizing myself emotionally. I have a hard time, I'll be honest with you, most women probably do, of working really hard, giving it all that I have, and then coming home and setting it at the doorstep. I think most women could probably shake their heads and go, yep, I agree with her. I usually bring a little bit of it in through the door, and Craig is a great listener. If you're familiar with real colors, he is a blue at heart. Um, I am a gold, so I need somebody to listen to me, and he's a great listener because of that blueness, Um, but I need to be able to just say that, what I need to say about work, and then put it in a box, put it up on a shelf, in the kitchen, in the living room, even in the bathroom, I don't care what room it is, but I just need to put it in a shelf and put it in its place. And just enjoy the time you have now. Like you're home, you're off work, your husband's there, as handsome and charming as he is. You, know, oh, you should yes. really not let that go. You can't, you can't let yeah. that slide and lose that. And then the other thing for me individually is just to do a better job since I am a wife, a mother, a volunteer in the community, is just to take better care of myself. So I'm trying to do a better job in 2023 of just uh, reconnecting with friends, um, having coffee with friends, and maybe taking an occasional massage in. Um, Things that I've enjoyed that I've really put in the back burner because I haven't put myself as a priority because I'm trying to take care of everybody else. Just pamper yourself a little bit. and not Just a little. Just a little. And for me... um... I think it's pretty simple. So my, my day-to-day, I work in IT, I work in construction. So it's very quantitative and date and deadline and process driven. So on, on the flip side of that, I really want to work on my creativity. Um, and for me, that, that main path is through photography. Um, I've done photography on and off, God, for years, just as a hobby. And I just want to just get more, um, you had a good word for it. Intentional. Yeah, thank you. Intentional about it. Get, pulling the camera out of the bag every day as a goal it probably won't happen but every day and find something to photograph i i've I've heard and read a lot about photography projects they call them 365 projects where you literally have to go out and take one picture every day or one keeper picture every day or something that just pulls you along again internal versus external and create some external pressure on yourself to get that camera out and and make some art uh go see something that you would have normally seen as you're going through your day-to-day take time to observe and record that again it's once and once you take once you press that button and, and take that photo. It's something that you have and you can you can savor it a little bit, even through the editing process, the post-processing, or um, I'm just as a screensaver, just something silly, just something that provides some balance is really the big thing for me there. I just want to have some more balance on that. Is that right brain or left brain? I can't remember, but the other side <laughs> in terms of the, the balancing of your of your of your mind and your and your emotions. Well, to piggyback off of that, but also maybe to wrap it up here, you and I are very opposites. So if you Mm -hmm. just listen to the last couple of sentences that Craig and I talked about what we want to do as individuals, mine was reconnecting with friends. That's kind of what fills my buckets. I'm an extrovert at heart. Craig talked about being creative and taking the 
camera out of the bag and taking still shots or just photos of the day, he's very much more introverted. Mm -hmm. So we are very different. But at the end of the day, that's what I believe has drawn each other to one another because we see in each other things that we cherish and value and wish we had in ourselves. But it's kind of like a puzzle piece because we just as I've often said before in our relationship over the past 10 years, we click and we click because we're opposites. Right. Yep. So that's our, that's our episode this month, guys. Again, more of an, a setup episode for the future content. Um, hopefully it helps explain again, the why we're doing what we're doing or how we're doing it. So if that helps, great. Um, again, we'll have the, uh, I'll put the email into the show notes for the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. And again, yep. this is only our second episode, so we are not sound engineers. So if some of us are coming in and out, we will try very hard to get that We're perfected. working on it, okay? Just give us some patience. But thank you for your feedback. I did get that feedback from episode one that, yeah. Craig, you might have been a little bit softer. So again, sound engineers we are not, um, but very willing to share our story with all of you. We are. It's two of us in a spare bedroom with a couple of mics, a laptop, and a about five miles of cable here <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> so thank you for listening and thank you for coming along on this journey with us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. 